Good afternoon, apes. Thank you guys so much again for joining us here today on the Daily Peel live stream. You already know what it is. We are coming at you guys live from the Daily Peel Global headquarters. We're talking all things markets, all things that we can make money on, really. I mean, whatever that may be. And specifically today, we're starting off on a relatively somber note. Not necessarily just because markets are having a, a bit of an off day as earnings start to roll off, but because this man right here, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Bill Belichick, he's the coach of the New England Patriots. Longtime readers know that I'm a Boston guy, big Patriots fan. Very sad to see Mr. Bill leave. Meant to link to it in the in the peel as well, uh, because you know, for those that don't know, Bill Belichick, he is widely regarded as the greatest coach in the history of the NFL. He retired slash got fired this week. The Patriots organization are parting ways with him. Uh, but it wasn't just Bill as well, the greatest college football coach of all time, Nick Saban of Alabama, as well as Pete Carroll, some nothing coach out of Seattle, all retired as well. Pete Carroll's a good coach too, but he's absolutely nothing compared to Mr. Bill Belichick. So we just had to bring this up first and foremost in our live stream because we forgot to link to it in the actual edition. And you'll see that when we get down to the banana bit section today. But shout out to Mr. Belichick and all the Patriots fans out there. Definitely let me know how much you love or you hate him uh, as we go throughout this. And we can dive right into the field here today. All right, now that I'm done crying about losing the greatest coach in NFL history, we can dive into Daily Peel number 625 here. Still can't believe it's been 625 editions, but we got some good stuff going on here today. You guys already know we got the inflation report yesterday. We'll be starting off talking about that. And then, of course, some major movements in markets going forward. Then ChatGPT is doing some interesting stuff over there that we can't really figure out exactly what's going on or why they might be doing it at this point. But we're definitely going to talk about it and do our favorite thing, which is, of course, to speculate wildly. Let's go ahead and take a look at how assets moved yesterday. Certainly not as beautiful as the day prior when we were all green. We had some down performance from the S&P as well as from Bitcoin yesterday, uh, which is pretty ironic given that the Bitcoin ETS just launched. We're actually writing about that right now. We'll be talking about that a good bit on Monday, so definitely stay tuned on that front. Uh, the WSO Alpha still had a relatively solid day. Managed to outperform our benchmark being the NASDAQ for the day, which was pretty much flat. Uh, outperformed all the major indices. And then, as you guys can see, we're not outperforming anything besides the Dow on the year. Neck and neck with our benchmark being the NASDAQ. But shout out to the apes over there. The, they are absolute room temperature IQs. I cannot stress that enough. But somehow they managed to get the jobs done. I guess if you put a monkey in front of a typewriter, they're going to press the right buttons eventually. And it seems like that's what the team over there is doing. All right. But if we go ahead and take a look. Guys, definitely remember to go ahead and check out WSO Alpha. The portfolio is live. Our first equity research report is going to be published over this weekend. So definitely go ahead and check things out there. You can sign up at this link right there. Uh, and then, of course, today did feel like Christmas morning once again with all the earnings reports that were coming in. Before we dive into the banana bits, let's go ahead and take a look at how that's going so far. Guys, if you go to this website, Zach's Earnings Calendar, uh, they do a really good job of just kind of summarizing the very basic information about earnings. Kind of point you in the right direction on that front. I like to order it by market count to see the most important ones up top. But if you go ahead and scroll through, another cool thing to do is see the most dramatic price changes after the reports. We will definitely be talking about quite a lot of these on Monday, as I'm sure you guys can already imagine. Uh, but as you can see, it's been a fairly pathetic day for companies like Delta Airlines, United Health, and Wells Fargo. We got a bit of a split going on. We'll definitely be diving into bank earnings. Let's go ahead and get back over to the banana bit. See, there's only three in here today, and that's why I have Mr. Belichick behind me. Shout out in homage or whatever the hell that word is to all those coaches that retired. Uh, but essentially what we're seeing is a big gas merger between two of the giant gas titans here in the United States. They're making an absolute behemoth within the industry. Some, uh, so confirming that 2024 is already off to a hot start in terms of M&A. 
But of course, we also saw the spot Bitcoin ETFs launch yesterday. That was the real story of the day. And like I said, we are certainly going to be talking about that quite a bit on Monday. So I hope all you crypto bulls are ready because uh, we're definitely going to be trying to shit on you. And then, of course, finally, I don't know if you guys saw this. This happened pretty late in the day yesterday. But the U.S. and the U.K. started firing back at Houthi rebels out of Yemen. Uh, it's not like there's an all-out war or any kind of huge escalation going on. But essentially, some ultimatum was violated. I'm certainly not a geopolitical expert. But some interesting stuff going on over there. All right, so let's go ahead and dive into the macro monthly section as well. Uh, so, of course, yesterday was the CPI report. It was the Consumer Price Index, basically the inflation report for the United States. You guys know how this works. Essentially, the Bureau of Labor Statistics gets an average basket of goods that, you know, the average consumer would be purchasing for any given month. They track the price changes in that overall. It was a big and scary report for the past two years. Basically, every time this has been released, it's kind of like the Super Bowl, to which Bill Belichick actually has been to nine of those, by the way. But it's basically been like the Super Bowl for markets over the past couple of years because inflation has been that primary driving point along with the labor markets overall. And so after yesterday's report, we're actually able to see the average for the full year 2023 because it was the December report. So Putting this in context, 2022, when inflation was that big, scary monster hiding under the bed, we saw average inflation of about 8.02% throughout the year. We almost hit half of that in 2023 at 4.13%, meaning that our Lord and Savior, Jerome Powell, is doing a great job of kind of reducing inflation. Now, he's doing a great job. We don't know if it's actually going to end up that way. He still easily could crash land this plane, much like it seems like Alaska Airlines and Boeing are trying to do to their uh, passengers and their pilots and everything. He certainly could still do something like that going forward, but we certainly, uh, you know, aren't necessarily pricing that in if you look at markets and kind of how they're weighted so far. But as we go ahead and take a look to scroll down a little bit and check out this chart, this was the real kind of big story of the day. And it's very well represented by just these two lines right here. So this blue line, this represents headline CPI. It's the whole basket weighted together. Whereas this red line right here is what we call core CPI. So that's taking out food and energy prices. Uh, because those are hella volatile. So despite the fact that, you know, having food and energy is, I guess, somewhat important to living a daily life, the prices just get a little bit too rowdy. So the Federal Reserve just likes to remove them, kind of like about to removing you and me from a nightclub, I'm sure. Uh, probably going to happen tonight to a few of us watching this out there right now. And if it does, definitely let us know. But much like about to removing the rowdier guests from a nightclub, the Federal Reserve and the analysts over there just remove those rowdier price swings. And so essentially what we saw was a 3.9% annual inflation rate. Then that's in terms of the core reading, which is what the Federal Reserve actually cares about. Uh, they don't really focus on headline CPI, even though that's what you know all the major media outlets like to report on. The Federal Reserve cares about core CPI, and more importantly, they care about core PCE, personal consumption expenditure report. That doesn't come out until the 26th of this month, so definitely stay on the lookout for that. But the reason that they focus on those more so is because they're more about underlying inflation and food and energy. They get affected by all kind of fucked up shit. So they focus much more on those core readings, the one that they can actually control and kind of matter. Uh, really, the main takeaway from this report was that, you know, there wasn't anything too concerning to be worried about. Now, we were anticipating kind of a, a larger jump up in inflation, given the uh, labor market report for December. We had 216,000 jobs added. So it wouldn't be too much of a surprise to see inflation tick way back up. But Fortunately, that's not what we saw. On the monthly reading, we did see it jump back up a little bit from 0.1% in November to 0.3% inflation uh, for the month of December. But still, like I said, no major concern. And that's why you saw markets sell off early in the morning. Bond yields absolutely soared early in the morning as well. But they all corrected by the time that analysts actually had time 
to go ahead and read these reports. Definitely be on the lookout for PCE later this month. That's going to be the uh, kind of big market mover. We'll see if you guys are placing any bets before then, but make sure you're just keeping up the degeneracy with whatever you do. That's what we're all here for over at the Daily Peel. Speaking of degeneracy, let's go ahead and move on into some stock movements of the day. DocuSign is absolutely feeling like a Wharton graduate with a 4.0 GPA. The way that all these consulting firms and uh, private equity firms and whatever else are bidding after them. So we have Bain Capital and Hellman and Friedman both dying to add DocuSign to their books. It's a bidding war. There's not too much uh, information publicly released about price action just yet or exactly what they're going to be offering. Blackstone has already dropped out of the bidding, so you know it's got to be pretty hefty. But they did spend a ton of money on the world's worst Christmas video that anybody has ever seen. So maybe their funds are running a little bit dry, especially for a stock like DocuSign that has a 241 uh, price to earnings ratio as well. So these companies got a lot to deal with. That bidding war is going to be fun to see the actual winner of. Moving on down to Netflix, the absolute kingpin of the streaming market. Nobody can touch these guys. They had a solid day yesterday as a report came out saying that 23 million users are now signed up for the ad tier for that kind of a not paid version where you have to watch advertisements in between your shows. But for all the broke people like me that are still bumming off their parents, as I'm sure many of you are as well, it's a great option. Uh, you know, fortunately, I've been able to scam the system and can still ride off my parents for watching Squid Game, whatever other nonsense keeps us all entertained. But it was a great day yesterday because 23 million is kind of right in line with what a lot of uh, the newer streaming services offer. Paramount Global, Apple TV are both estimated to be right around that 20 to 25 million line. And that's just what Netflix has for their ad tier alone. They're much closer to about 250, 270 million in total subscribers. So it's always good to see that the ad tier is going well. Moving on down to Plug Power, what an absolute piece of shit this stock has been over the years. Completely embarrassing. They had their price target slashed yesterday by Susquehanna, aka Sig. It was slashed from $9 to $4.50. They did cut it entirely by half, and along with that, obviously changed their rating from positive to neutral. It was definitely a tough day, and it's really because ESG, it turns out, 2024 stands for extremely shitty gains. Kind of standard for that in 2023 as well, and it's no longer kind of the hot subject of Wall Street. Uh, it seems like everybody really hates it all of a sudden, so it's definitely a good change of pace. But for this hydrogen fuel cell and other company, uh, it was definitely not a good look. They're joining the solar stocks and getting just absolutely brutalized as of late. Uh, so definitely a, a definitely a bit of a controversial play if you're buying into plug power. But if you are, if you're going to day trade that, definitely just let us know how it goes. Keep us updated. We might even be able to shut you out in one of our daily peel editions. All right, moving on down to Coinbase. This was the real stock of the day because... Everybody was anticipating those Bitcoin ETF launches and what that was going to do for Coinbase. We were all hyped up because they're going to be collecting custodial fees on the absolute ass ton of assets that's going to be entering into these Bitcoin ETFs. Now, Coinbase did have a rough day on the launch because we actually had the chance to kind of sit down for a second and start to think about, wait, what does this mean for the company in the long term? Sure, it's opening up a new revenue line in terms of custodial fees. But if investors have access to price action of Bitcoin and Ethereum eventually and all these other coins that are probably going to follow in terms of ETFs, uh, then there's going to be much less trading on companies like Coinbase and Robinhood as well. So we saw Robinhood sell off 3.5% there too. Definitely a tough day for them. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I don't know when they're reporting earnings, but over the next couple of quarters, it's going to be especially interesting to see how that trading volume changes in light of those ETFs. All right, moving on down to our final story of the day. We have GPTs selling GPTs. There's few things that business owners like more than a product that sells itself, much like cocaine, weed, or of course, Amsterdam's red light district as well. Uh, and now ChatGPT is doing the same thing. 
Before we dive into the story itself, let's go ahead and take a look at what this actually looks like. So if we go ahead, this is within ChatGPT. You do need to have the premium version and access to GPT-4 for this. Uh, but essentially what you do is you go in and there's a little thing in the upper left-hand corner. You click on that and you go into what's now called the GPT store. So this basically is a place where people can go in and find specialized or customized GPTs. Uh, like this one is a great example right here, All Trails. You click into that, basically, you can ask it, you know, instead of, uh, if you actually do decide to venture outside, maybe even go out and touch grass for the first time in probably years, like it would be for me, you could use something like All Trails to find the best place to go ahead and touch that grass. But of course, there's some other shit as well. Personally, I'm still waiting for cheat GPT so that I can cheat my way through a lot of these professional licensing tests. And definitely feel free to use a cheat GPT version for your college exams as well. Your professors are probably still too boomer to have caught on to exactly how good this thing is at that. Uh, so we're definitely big advocates for cheating your way through college. All right, but moving on down below, uh, these custom GPTs, like I said, they're exactly what they sound like. They basically just allow you to have a more customized or more streamlined response in terms of uh, exactly what you're asking for. These are a couple more examples listed out here. Consensus GPT, that's a pretty popular one so far basically an AI research assistant, uh, definitely go ahead and check these and I'll play around with them a good bit because that's really the only way to learn about it. You guys know that I'm the furthest thing from a technologist. So we've been having a tough time understanding exactly how ChatGPT and OpenAR are going to make any fucking money off of this. So it is a rev share model, like I point out in the piece here, but given that, you know, it's not entirely obvious how that actually works. You do need to have the premium subscription to be able to access these uh, customized GPTs, but you know, it's $20 a month. Say I spend 50% of my time on this all trails. Does that mean all trails is going to get $10 worth of my revenue? Or like the details of how the red share actually works isn't entirely open yet, but we can imagine that open AI is doing this out of the goodness of their hearts. We're sure Sam Altman has figured out some sort of way not to absolutely fleece everybody that uses chat GPT and all of the other GPTs that are now going to be available on there. We'll see if we can get a daily peel GPT for you guys going as well. I'm sure you would love to have a reaction to almost anything that happens in the world. Just kidding, but we'll we'll try our best. Maybe that's a, a solid idea. If that's something you guys want, definitely let us know because we do have people on the team that are way smarter than me that can actually figure out how to develop these things. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see what's next for OpenAI, how they actually monetize this, how this changes valuations going forward. Uh, but that's pretty much the story for the day. Obviously, we had to finish up with a quote about technology and AI. And of course, who better to ask that from than our boy Elon Musk? He's speaking about the future here, talking about what automation becomes uh, kind of a big mainstream thing. It says that you can have a job if you want to for personal satisfaction, but the AI would be able to do everything. So basically the AI is yeah. going to be able to uh, kind of take over all of that stuff and everything that else that you would want to be doing uh, so that you can spend more time doing the shit that you actually like. If the shit that you actually like is working a job that, hey, all the better. Uh, you can definitely still do that and get some kind of personal satisfaction, at least according to Mr. Musk here. Uh, now, all right, it looks like we actually got some comments here. So let's go ahead and check those out before we dip out for the day. Brogan, I appreciate the comment as well. We definitely love to have you on these live streams as well here. And then what do we have? It's 35,000. Interesting. Oh, that is a, uh, that looks like some kind of advertisement for Tesla stock. But hey, if you guys are degenerates enough to go ahead and buy into that Tesla stock, then definitely go ahead and listen to our boy, Mr. James Tommy. Either way, James, thank you very much for joining the live stream, just like everybody else here. It is a beautiful Friday here. It is now 12.25 p.m. on this beautiful Friday, January 12, 2024. Thank you guys for joining us as always. Of course, we'll see you again on Monday. Uh, have a great weekend. Stay safe, stay nice and degenerate. And of course, 
Happy trading, guys. Bye now. And thanks to you, my listeners at Wall Street Oasis. If you have any suggestions whatsoever, please don't hesitate to send them my way, patrick at wallstreetoasis.com. Until next time.